Hey everybody, Tim Regan here from the Be Somebody Podcast, and today's episode will be reflecting our 2019, how we spent our holidays, and a personal experience I'm going went through. Hope you enjoy. Be somebody podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> Be somebody billions. Happy New Year, everyone. 90 days into the new year, we have returned. My name is Amadeo. My name is Enrique. Welcome back. <laughs> my leg's falling asleep already. already. Okay. Yeah. All right. As you've noticed, as at least I hope you've noticed, we've been on this goddamn floor. The entire time that we've had this, this is a promise right now we're making on video to ourselves and to you the viewers this is the new year this is 2020 <laughs> we're getting off of this floor we, we are, are making off of this floor. our move we're done we are i'm done my legs are done i agree 100 percent. no more no we'll more we slows. stand we stand yeah, 2020 we're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we stand. Take, a, take a stand 2020 yeah that Dude, and I'm, some, I'm literally like the le- the least flexible person like everyone knows and this is like horrible for me right now sitting uh like crisscross this hurts well stretch your legs out i can't because your legs are stretched out it's not a big deal if your legs are on top of mine i don't think it's gonna i don't know dude i can't even do that man i'm not flexible yeah no it's a nightmare it's horrible but it's our little table this is kind of how we started out you know remember your roots yeah that's true very beginning we're back though i mean this is like we think about this now it kind of sucks but wait until it's just a memory Mm-hmm. Oh, new year, new year, new new, new episode, new year, new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. We're improved though. This is episode ten. Today is January thirteenth. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do this every t- January nineteenth. It is not January thirteenth. January. 19th. I don't think the date is important. Like it's just I like episode to say the 10. date because I, gotta, 10. I like listen back to it. And it's like a little time capsule. Episode ten, <laughs> okay. January nineteenth. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. January. Yeah, man. Yeah, New Year. Went to the start. Tell me about your New Year, Bo. How was my New Year? So far. We haven't talked a whole lot about it. Just been busy. Oh, you. <laughs> Dude, I swear me? I lowered it. I Are swear I lowered me? it. I, I swear. thought we were beyond that. <laughs> All right, my bad. We're not trying to bring old habits into this. Oh, my God. Here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about bad habits. This man right here is literally the least reliable person I know. Excuse He's always me? forgetting Excuse things. Excuse me? I literally had to drive him to his house because he forgot his contacts. I just spent an hour of my day. I was like, you know what? All right, I'll take you home because he can't see. I told you that you could say no. No, I but I still took otherwise. you. No, yes, I, I understand that. Nah, but you were like, I took you. I made took me you. feel bad for something <laughs> that you didn't even have to do. It's a joke, bro. No, I appreciate down. it. I appreciate it. Do things for your friends. Support your friends. Oh, my. You're telling you know, me? I got you back. You're telling Yo, me? I got you oh back. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am telling okay. you. Okay. Anyway. All right. At least reliable. That's a, kind of an unreliable narrative that we can't believe. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, how, was, uh, how was your Christmas? Dude, I asked you first. Damn, <laughs> dude. Someone's in a bad mood. Jesus. Um... <laughs> It was good. Just went with, with my family. That's about it. I kind of l- left where we live. I was back in our hometown. Felt weird coming back, but back in the 
in the... I mean, you're trying to make it out at least once a week, right? I mean, the only reason I came back up was because um, I needed to, like, get work stuff done. Mm-hmm. But even when I came back, like, I didn't, like, hang out with anyone or see anyone. It was like a... The university was like a ghost town. Well, you know, but I'm talking about, like, going back to the hometown. Yeah, I still week. go home, yeah. I was just there yesterday, actually. I was doing something really cool yesterday. What'd you do? I'll talk about it. Oh, okay, I'll talk about it now. I, um, I did this workshop when we were building sets. It was cool. Yeah, I was... Um, there's this really cool company that started in our hometown. It's called uh, Meow Wolf. A lot of people compare it to, like, an adult version of, I guess, how you would say, like, Disney. And a lot of people that helped build the exhibition, they were teaching the workshop. And they were uh, building sets with me. Wow. It was so cool. That's awesome. It was so cool, yeah. There, for those that don't know, Meow Wolf was sponsored by George R. R. Martin several years ago. And they opened this big space they took over. They didn't take over, but they... <laughs> Uh, they started in this what, what what did it used to be a bowling alley mm-hmm. it used to be a bowling alley and so the, it became this life size exhibition you could like, walk through it um, it was like a part of, part of it was a house it was very psychedelic and, and how else would you describe it I was there for opening weekend and that was that but it was real cool to see mm-hmm. very visual and immersive as well I think I want to go back now just because I talked to them a lot about them building it yeah. and they told me a lot of kind of like Building a set, for one thing, like, now I kind of want to go and see how they built it. Mm-hmm. And also, just they kind of gave me all, like, the inside scoop about all the things they built. Yeah. And, and there's, like, little Easter eggs yeah, I want to go find. Go yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the thing that they advertised the first weekend was, like, you are going to witness what we built for you, but you're not going to see everything. It's going to take multiple times to be able to get the full Meow Wolf experience. And I guess on one hand, that might have just been like an incentive to come back you know we need more of your money mm-hmm. but i guess that's what the only thing i have to critique about it i didn't feel the need to come back after it's because I, I i feel like the i feel like there's two type of people that go to it like the how do they describe it oh they were describing it i think they, they called it the the mouth openers are just like are gazing at everything mm-hmm. and then like the the knowledge nerds I want to like learn this story and there's like those type two type of people yeah and there's like people that just go see it and that's it and they don't even know the the story and there's no need for them to to yeah there's no yeah it's like the majority but there's also like the people that like go for the story and it's just really the type of person you are the type of person you are is that like to appreciate art or I wouldn't say that. that. That's not <laughs> that level. It's just like this cool little like Easter egg story thing. Yeah. If you're like, if you're drawn to that, then yeah, yeah. Walk around. There are kind of hidden clues mm. all throughout the big house. It's got like multiple sets. I thought it was super cool when I first went. Yeah, um, it's super cool. I still think it is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of musical appearances too. Yeah. They have shows every mm-hmm. so often, quite frequently actually. Yeah, dude. I can see me out blowing up to be like maybe in the future, like up there with Disney or whatnot. I hope so. It'd be cool because they're they're really pushing that way they're like right now um in the realm of like production mm-hmm. like for actual like content like not necessarily like film narratives yet like how disney is but they're getting there hmm. so i really think meow wolf has a potential to blow up like that interesting how would that work like what um, would they do exactly so it just be like a visual no, it's just like I mean, they're capable of telling like narr- deep narrative no, yeah, stories. No, I, I understand that, but like, how are they gonna? So they're going to take those narratives to. No, not like necessarily. Just to make their own original TV. narrative films. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like, they're gonna transfer that experience to like like a movie. 
No, it's just like so. it's its own entity. Like there's the whole like exhibition side, but Meow Wolf right now is much more bigger than just the house in Santa Fe. Yeah. Like they have a whole section of like uh, concerts, entertainment where they host like music festivals and whatnot. Then there's a whole production side where they make like narrative content. And then there's of course exhibitions and then expanding and whatnot. And probably much more of that. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even work there. I mean, yeah. it all started with the exhibition, though. That's, like, the roots. Yeah, I have a lot to learn about Meow Wolf, I suppose. Yeah, Meow Wolf is cool. <laughs> I'll go back and check it out um, sometime. But, yeah, I mean, that's mostly it. <laughs> back to what I was saying. Yeah, that's what you did, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, New Year's just spent to that, that home and whatnot. That was yesterday, right? Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, just mostly spent to that home. Been back in town for, like, a week and a half now. I've just been working on my senior thesis film and whatnot. That's about it. What about you? Hmm. Christmas. I thought I told. Did I? I don't remember exactly, but I went skiing for Christmas and then I went skiing again. Actually, no, that was when I. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was during the break. Sorry. So, yes, I went skiing for a week with my dad and my younger brothers. We went to Colorado. Had a good time there. Spent Christmas on the snow. Yeah, it was a great. And the, the full Christmas experience was just with, you know, being with my family. That was kind of the first time I didn't really have any presents. Yeah. I guess the, the trip was my present. Mm-hmm. And there's no problem with that, obviously. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I this recommend. Christmas for me was, like, the first time I kind of felt like, okay, it's just another holiday. And I just kind of, like, went through it. I didn't, like, genuinely feel, like, stopping was, like, oh, Christmas. And, like, got get that enjoyment that you would yeah. get, used to get. Like, now, it was just, like, another holiday. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Like, so all right. outside, a little all the family's coming over. Oh my! Let me tell this crazy story for Christmas. So, um, my mom and my so we had like Christmas at my house. So everyone came over and we have on like, Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. And so, um, my dad was working, and then my mom and my sister had to leave to go attend to something. And so I was left at my house, like manning the fort, while all my family was there. And keep in mind, my family's huge. There's probably like close to thirty people there. Wow. And I was just manning, like I was still cooking the food keep in mind cooking mm-hmm. the food and as people arrived they would bring pots and pans and i would like try to like execute everything it was insane man it was crazy but like it just blew my mind that i was alone for two hours and like i was like supposed to like feed everyone you know i was like people serving food for stuff people were handing me stuff got that big responsibility kids, kids were running around i was like <laughs> it was wild man it was crazy yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's cool. That was my Christmas. And then they got there, and then I was just like, all it's right. It's all about family. That's kind of what I'm coming to realize. Mm-hmm. It is all about family. Um, as I'm growing up, um, I've mentioned this before, but I feel like I won't exactly feel the same kind of excitement for the magic of Christmas or what mm-hmm. Christmas used to be about until I have children of my own. Yeah, definitely. That might be a bit sad to say, but... I don't think so. That's just kind of how I mean, it is. I'm looking forward to that day mm-hmm. when that happens, whenever that might happen. Certainly not anytime soon. Yeah. But it should be cool. Like just <laughs> yeah, Christmas is cool. But yeah. Sit there in the morning and watch your kids do Yeah. Just but, have fun. Mm-hmm. Enjoy themselves up in presents and be happy that they're there. Exactly. I'm happy to be there with them. Yeah. Yeah, kids are wild. <laughs> just New thinking Year's. back to Christmas. Let's they talk were about like New Year's 12 real quick. Okay, so New Year's... Obviously, throughout my teen experience, New Year's was just like big deal. But I've never, I've only, I can only recall partying for New Year's like maybe twice, three yeah. times mm-hmm. of the entire time. Like I've been old, wanting of the age to want to party. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really had the urge to party for New Year's. 
Probably for like other I holidays, like, like Halloween and whatnot. I only, only had the urge because I've never really done it. Mm-hmm. And I'd feel kind of bad as like everyone's having this big moment to celebrate the <laughs> the year mm-hmm. changing. And I'm just like sitting at home staring at the clock go to 12. I'm like, oh, That's not like necessarily bad it's though. Like, it's not. That's what I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. So it's like this year I had the choice between staying with my family for dinner and my grandma um, was coming over to see my mom and my dad and they were gonna have this real nice dinner with some champagne and some filet mignon and I was like wow maybe I should stay or I could go to our university town meet up some friends and hopefully have a chill house party like a fun fun time at a house party and I chose the latter I was like okay I'm just gonna go see my friends and so I left my family before dinner could start, so I didn't even, like, get to have any bit of that kind of dinner. Met up with everyone, and it was pretty slow, as we were talking about it. And so I was just kind of, I don't know. I didn't know everyone. I didn't want to know everyone. But that's just my personality. Yeah. It's not, like, anything mean. I just didn't feel very social for whatever reason. And then, like... We watched the ball drop mm-hmm. <laughs> from New York City, even though that happened like two hours before our New Year's happened. It yeah. was just like a repeat. Yeah. And so I was just like, Happy New Year. And like, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Share cheers and a hug. And I started feeling kind of sick shortly afterward. And so I went home early. I called it a night around like 1, 1.30. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was laying in bed waiting to go to sleep, I was just thinking like, I probably should have stayed home. Mm-hmm. I would have had a more meaningful beginning to my New Year. Yeah. I mean, it, not that it was like a bad thing to see those people because I care about, mm-hmm. obviously I cared about some of the people that I came with and that I saw there and it was good to see them and good to celebrate that kind of, that time with them. But I don't know. I just want to be as close to my family as possible before I, Yeah. it's my time to kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think there's like away. two sides to it. Cause yeah. Cause in a sense, if you like it, cause I like, since we're friends, like I know where he went for new year. So if I would have gone. Because I, I did the opposite. I just stayed at home with my parents and my uh, sister. I, I think I would have had fun, but I also enjoyed, like, staying with my parents. Well, it was also interesting because, yeah, it was a house of mutual friends. Was, I was missing you. I was like, damn, I feel like something's not complete <laughs> here. And I've never been to that place without you. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, me kind of moving on in <laughs> the big, bad world. Yeah. It's just like, ugh, I don't, I don't feel, like, complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I could be having the... Mm-hmm. Full friendship experience. I don't so know. you think maybe if it was like around closer friends, you think it would have been better? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or yeah. Not even just like a smaller event with a more tight knit group. It's more, more just like that tight knit group with me, mm-hmm. wherever I was. Yeah, yeah. We were. No, yeah, that's fair. fair. Yeah, but it's just like, what do I want my the like New Year's? Why do I place such a significance on New Year's? New Year's. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think it was just, I was excited because it was a new decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, you were really excited about the new decade. You can bring it up. I was talking about that a whole lot. Yeah. And. I mean, for me, it was more significant, I think, the end of 2019. Because I, I had a, I personally think 2019 is one of like, one of the best years of my life. Hands really? down. It was, it's been, I've been the lowest of, of the lows and I've been the highest of the highs mm-hmm. all in this year. And it just all accumulated. Twenty nineteen was year. one of the best years of your life. Yeah, twenty nineteen was a great year. Yeah, it was a great year. Yeah, for me it was different. The yeah, summer was hard year. for me. Damn. Do you, yeah. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> a lot of the year was hard for me. 
Um, I don't know. Looking fondly back on, I mean, this is the first episode of the new decade, the like 2020. <laughs> but I, mean, I think it's like just fair the position we're in to look back. Let's see. About a year ago, I don't remember exactly what I was doing a year ago, but January felt like it lasted an eternity last year. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's like, oh, here we are entering the third, January did feel the actually, third month yeah. of January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though it was like January 20th. I don't mm-hmm. know. That was like an interesting thing that a lot of people felt at the same time. Um, the school year was whatever it was. Uh, I don't know, man. It was kind of... The summer was interesting because I just wasn't around a whole lot of people. I did make new friends and got closer to people that I met before. Mm-hmm. And so that was nice. But I also just had kind of a difficult time emotionally because I started feeling just a bit lonely. Yeah. No, everyone and I don't, I don't feels... Like, I don't really like myself when I f- start to feel that way. I don't think anyone likes themselves when they feel lonely. But for me, it was just something that I had to kind of... Go through? Talk myself into working out of because I could understand what I was feeling and why I was feeling said way. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I I felt like I was bigger than what I was feeling. And like I knew I could work myself out of it. It's just I also wanted to give myself the time to allow myself to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like I have to like <laughs> sit myself down and just go through it kind of complete yeah go through it come to complete terms with what mm-hmm. I'm feeling so you think you like physically acknowledge like I'm feeling I grew this way lot. I gotta go Here, through let's, it let's just call 2019 like this it was a year for growth mm-hmm. it was a year for realization and for somewhat of a spiritual awakening that has kind of taken greater place this year so far so I've learned to I'm learning to let go of a lot of my past and the negative of my past and my the mistakes that I've made, the people I've hurt, the ways that I've hurt myself, and just feelings of resentment or regret or guilt. Yeah. I just kind of want to let go of because I feel like I can't, <laughs> to use this word, blossom into somebody greater. Yeah. If I just don't move on. I can't like hold on to something. It's like holding on to a pine cone too tightly. It starts to fucking hurt. Yeah. I don't want to say like holding on to something else because it's mm-hmm. edgy, but I don't... It's edgy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. So it was, it was, just it was hurt, for it you. Was, yeah. It was hurting me uh-huh. to continue looming over those emotions and those feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to like... What's the be best memory you have of 2019 though? The best memory I have of 2019 no memories 2019 is about I have plenty of memories I just gotta think of a (laughs) (laughs) of the of the best one a good memory I loved when we recorded the podcast for the first day that was a special I think it was actually you were saying it was a I guess a academic year exactly one academic semester ago it was at the beginning it was the day before the semester started I Mm -hmm. think so and I can just recall feeling excited, not only for the podcast, I was a bit nervous when we first started. Yeah, you were nervous. I was real nervous. <laughs> and 
to listen back to that episode now to even see what I looked like six months ago versus what I look like now. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna, that's gonna <laughs> I feel like I looked at really young. That was only like six months ago. You're right. It's like I've hardly grown. Yeah. Now I feel like I have. Mm-hmm. And to be able to look forward at what's to come. Damn. What we've got in store, what yeah. I would like to do, what you would like to do, what we're going to do, what we're going to get done. Exactly. It feels good. Yeah. We're both going to, well, no, not you. I'm sorry. I'm going to graduate in spring. I'm you've graduating in spring too. With your bachelor's, but you've got a whole another year of school. Yeah, I'm still graduating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're both graduating in spring. Bachelor's degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long time coming. Yeah, do you? Yeah. 2019 was, was, I think, like I said, one of the best years of my life. That's great to hear. I, I started off with like really low, probably the lowest in a while. And then, yeah, January felt like a long year because I was just kind of waiting to leave mm-hmm. to Europe for, because I left in the end of January. Yeah. So I was just kind of looming around. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> mentioned, you mentioned that you left on the 23rd of January. Mm-hmm. So that's in four days and from then, now. Yeah, and then school started and like everyone was like, kind of moving on to life and I was just kind of waiting at home and I was yeah. kind of felt like waiting uh, for that plane to take off yeah it was just kind of like a <laughs> and then you did yeah and then I left and you had a monumental time yeah but it was also really hard I would definitely say like you said very lonely just it was like a, it, I was talking to, about this with my friend but it was like the first time in my life that I've ever been alone like truly alone and somewhere where I don't know anyone at all like no one at all yeah you don't know anyone you're nowhere near anyone you know exactly i was generally like alone and then it was like like i mentioned it was like with low like a low point in my life and um yeah like you mentioned it's just kind of like i don't think i had that self-realization like you did where i was like all right i'm going through this i gotta go through it i was just kind of going through it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um but it was like such a weird time because i felt so low but i was like experiencing these highs because i was like in you know europe traveling to these countries And it was just, like, this kind of, I feel like I didn't give myself the time to, like, really understand what I'm going through. It was just kind of, like, just happening. But I was also, like, really excited going through these, like, awesome things. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you didn't really give yourself the time because you just had so much going on that you wanted to make the most of your trips, that you wanted to have um, the busiest schedule possible? I think the biggest thing was that that I I was in Europe, so, like, I couldn't like fully get closure with the thing all right I, it doesn't make sense unless i say what it was but i went through like a breakup in the beginning of the of the of the year and so like since i was gone i really didn't have contact with anyone other than like you and maybe like one other person i like occasionally snapped because when i also left i don't know why i thought it would be like such a like a good idea i mean i guess it was looking back but i kind of just wanted to like uh like clear my plate and just kind of Cause like I, you know, like Snapchat, um, Snapchat, like streaks and whatnot. I just kind of like dropped everyone yeah. and kind of was like, all right, I'm gonna take the semester to myself, which it was. I'm glad I did, but I was like genuinely alone. Back to what I mentioned, like I just had like my parents, my sister and you, and like another friend I like occasionally talk to. Yeah. And so I think because of that, that I didn't really like have that contact or like even like exposure to the environment that I came from. Like I didn't get that closure because I was I just sort of left. Yeah. It just I kind of ended and I left. And so there was always kind of that looming. And then, yeah, it was just always there until, like, it kind of, like, it took, like, another, like, two months for it to kind of come full full closure. Hmm. And then once once it finally did end, that was, like, when I truly felt like it, it was over. And then I took, like, a, f- a few months to, like, heal. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I went through all that, literally the time I spent in Europe, all of that. And it was, like, insane because, like I mentioned, like, I was traveling to a new country every weekend, like, 
like going through and it was crazy because i i met so many people over there that became that even though we spent six months i consider them like lifelong friends now like lifelong friends just because we had like late night conversations about life like what i was going through what they were going through because they were also going through stuff you know and we all kind of like bonded over this thing of us being abroad and we had each other and so like like i love to death those people like if ever listening one day that's um, the best part i don't think it's just you know You hear this thing. It's like people shit on other people for studying abroad because they come back and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're fucking woke all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, let me guess. Like you went to Italy and your yeah, life yeah, has yeah. changed. Uh-huh. Like it's not the, it's necessarily the place that changes. It's the people that changes. Yeah. It's, you just get like, like they say culture shock. It's just your mind is really expanded to a new world and the, the whole world in a sense. Yeah. And the, the way people is, think over there, the way people dress, the way the people world talk. A whole lot bigger than your hometown. It's a whole lot bigger than your people university. Have. Their it's ideals, huge. everything's different. Yeah. It sh- shifts your mind completely. That's great to be, to be able and to yeah. yourself in. It was insane. And then I came back in the summer, and then I met up with you. Yeah. And then I remember it was like the day after I got here, right, that we met up. Or was it that night? No, it wasn't that night. It was the day after. I landed, and like the first thing I had, in our state, we're like really known for like uh, our chili. So the first thing I had when I landed was chili. <laughs> and then uh, I just spent the, the whole like time with my parents. <laughs> And then I met up with you the next day, and then we all kind of just caught up. Yeah, we went downtown. Yeah. In our hometown. Visited a bar. Yeah, good times. So I was 21. Yeah. Freshly 21. Yeah, and then it was and then it was good, because I literally came back, and I went, like, straight to, like, my job, and then I kind of caught up, caught up with everyone, and it was good seeing everyone. Yeah. And then, like, re, it was, like, interesting kind of reconnecting those relationships that I kind of not necessarily dropped, but we didn't have that many con- so much contact when I was in Europe. Mm-hmm. But coming back and, like, kind of rekindling that, it kind of, like, it, I would say for a lot of relationships, it brought us, like, way closer. closer together. But, like, there was obviously that people that were part. just kind of, like, okay, like, we just kind of, like, fell apart. Yeah. That can be taken two ways, as you just said. So, yeah. like, one person can, like, respect your space mm-hmm. and kind of do their own thing for a while. And then when you come back, you reconnect mm-hmm. with what you both have yeah. gone through. And then, it like creates this new thing that might be stronger than what it used to be and mm-hmm. also you got like a brand new friendship that's you know it's got that exactly. bond yeah. or people be like fuck well he just dropped me mm-hmm. I don't think anyone felt like that what a selfish asshole yeah <laughs> I'm getting out of here uh, we just kind of like I don't want to talk to him anymore yeah I mean we're still friends but we're just like not as like close as we used to be you know but like that's just that's just kind of how, how life is but yeah, I don't know. I yeah, like you mentioned, it was a year of growing. I grew a lot. I'm like truly like prepared to like. I'm still going too. Like going strong. What I want to do with my life, but yeah, and and then I had the the semester, and that was probably one of my hardest semesters of my college career. Oh yeah. It was a hard semester. Yeah. I, and then right there, I think I also grew a lot as a person too, just growth. that semester, because I was like doing like all these like hard like, intenseful stuff, but then I was also going through like, just like you know like anyone goes through like personal stuff. And I think that, like, it, it was, I grew a lot. Yeah. I also, like, really, like, know I mean, what my work ethic because, is. Yeah, because you have such a strong work ethic, and I bet mm-hmm. it was strengthened over the course of the semester, as well as your drive yeah. and your discipline and your ability to manage your time. That is so valuable mm-hmm. because it's so difficult to do. I, <laughs> I'm still trying to be able to do that. So, mm-hmm. like, that means, for me, that means, like, waking up earlier than I usually do and not sitting on my phone or like laying down looking at my phone for the next half hour even an hour 
because that's just a waste of my time. What am I doing? I'm not doing anything. I'm just looking at memes that I shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> I should be getting up, yeah, getting dressed, eating breakfast, and getting to work on something. I just feel like I always want to have something going for me. I don't feel good when I'm not productive. Like, yes, I can take that lazy day on the occasion that helps me recharge and feel good about getting back on the grind, but I don't know. I'm feeling like less and less um, I don't know. I don't want to waste my time mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. That sounds a little weird. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're saying. You just kind of, I feel the same way where if I don't like work on something or do something that of like the projects I'm doing, it just feels like I'm not being productive. Um, but like I, I give myself a lot, a hard time a lot because a lot of times I like wake up and I do like spend an hour two hours on my phone but it's because I'm watching like either a movie or like TV shows and like if you tell a normal person like oh I spend an hour on Netflix we're like it's unproductive but like for me like I kind of like have to do that quote-unquote research and like keep up and like I'm trying to like watch a movie a day that's like kind of my new year's resolution um just because like that's just my that's just what I do you know well that also brings up an interesting thing is like why do we feel like a waste when we're not being productive what does that mean productivity so like i want to finish my projects things that i've assigned to myself or things that i have to do and if i'm not doing it like who dictates what i have to do so mm-hmm. it's like my academic institution or my, I think it's like yourself my place of employment or yeah myself too mm-hmm. this is like i feel like this this such a like a pressure to always be doing something if you're not you're wasting oxygen you're wasting your own space and it's like i've heard that before and i've heard people talk like that to each other before mm-hmm. and i just i think we need to take a step back and just tell ourselves it's okay to to chill mm-hmm. because as we've mentioned before you you don't want to burn out yeah you don't want to feel like crushed by your own dreams or by your own work i, I think it's important to be able to take care of ourselves and that gives us that that means like giving ourselves the time to breathe and yeah. see our projects for like mm-hmm. piece by piece and tackle it like I don't know mm-hmm. this is like this, it's not a race it's never been a race mm-hmm. I don't think it ever will be unless of course yeah. like an official due date but that's different like a deadline yeah it's just a matter of yeah no you're you're 100% right yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it's just because, like, I just feel like I have to be working on something. That's just yeah. how, that's just the type of person I am. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I, I start feeling bad as a person. Like, I don't feel good if I don't do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I feel like it's kind of the opposite. You're like, you kind of need to recharge. For me, it's like, like, if I don't do something, I physically feel bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I feel, feel like, if anything, not overwhelmed, but, like, <laughs> underwhelmed, like, I'm wasting my time. Like, I need to yeah. do something. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Speaking of doing things, so I finished my short story. Yeah, that's right. I the final revision, so it's slightly different than what I showed you mm-hmm. a couple months ago. I'm going to record an audio book with this microphone right here. Um, I'm going to kind of act it out, do what I can, make it come to life in my way, and I'll publish it online as both the audio book and the just so it's like a PDF that you can download both for free and I the reason I chose to do that I don't want to waste my time with a publication process Mm -hmm. submissions and having to talk to 
people and having to face rejection. I kind of don't want that to happen mm -hmm. because I just don't want it. I just want it out. Yeah. So I'm making the decision to, the choice to self-publish. And I hope people enjoy it. Yeah. I worked hard. Yeah. We'll, we'll, whenever it's ready, we'll drop the link below the episode. But yeah, that's just kind of how they, I feel like very much for, I guess, I, I guess you're kind of in this realm too, but like, I guess the fine arts, just the arts in general, you kind of always have to have that mentality of just kind of, you just do stuff and throw it out there mm. until like six is something or catches yeah. something. Because yeah. in the terms of the art realm, like in terms of painting, you know, music, all this, like no one's going to go like give you a job like you have to just throw stuff out there until something catches would you, say and in, then, would you say in the beginning it's quality over quantity i mean quantity over quality and then as you advance in the in very career, beginning i would say it's very much quantity over quality because yeah. you kind of like as they say i don't know every every field has a different expression but like for example like your first like uh, like for example screenplay i'm just picking one like your first hundred stories or shit you know how they say or like your first like well yeah that's like what I'm saying pictures, like your first the more, thousand the pictures. more quantity the better the quality because yeah. with that comes practice mm -hmm. and you begin to refine exactly your art mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden like your first hundred pieces suck and then your hundred and first piece catches the eye because like, you can't just like wait and be like well I'll just wait until someone, someone like hires me to write something because yeah. then if if you, someone does then it's not going to be good you know this is what was so interesting was I um a couple of months ago when we had this big event on campus and we had those people in the film industry come and speak. I liked what he said. One of the panelists, they said that you have to create your own opportunity. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, you don't have the time to be waiting on people to give it forward. And yeah, give it to that's you. how it is. You gotta, you just gotta, as they say, hustle. You gotta hustle, you gotta chase it, you gotta <laughs> accept rejection and yeah. failure. Mm -hmm. Because with that, you'll get to the success. That's, a, that's what drives me forward. Yeah. So, no, I feel yeah, like I'm just practicing. I'm trying to just improve, refine. Just improve my craft and and also like research. Like I like I mentioned, like for my example or your example, like read read books as much as you can. Read from the greats. Mm -hmm. Take notes because it's just how you'll get better. Yeah, and practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just practice. Yeah, get it out. Get it done. Mm -hmm. Do something. Who cares? But yeah. 2019. <laughs> 2019. Again, we just went through. Yeah, close the book. Close the book on 2019. 2019. Was a good year, but 2020 is going to be a better year, right? I hope so. It is going to be a better year. I hope so. So we're far, it's been okay. We're not going to sit on the floor anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Nothing. No, I'm serious. We're getting rid of this. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I want to sit on this floor anymore. I don't know. Okay, so I want to open up about an experience that happened to me. Okay. This year. Yeah. I think you already know what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly two weeks into this new year, I, for the first time, had an anxiety attack. It was on the 14th. In the afternoon, I was driving to class from my hometown. Because, as I mentioned in a previous episode of this podcast, I had a class during this winter break for the length of two weeks and so I needed to go there but I lived in my hometown in the meanwhile I needed to commute to campus about an hour away so I'm on the highway I'm a small ways into our university town it's a big city population of like half a million people anyway I'm on the freeway going like 80 when all of a sudden I start to feel 
this numbing sensation in my fingers. And I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it at first until it starts spreading to my face. And it's starting to feel weird here, and then the numbing in my fingers is getting worse. And it started to like climb up my arms to my entire, my arms, my shoulders, and then my chest, down to my legs, to my feet. And I was gripping the steering wheel. And I noticed that I couldn't really open my hands. It was so hard. It was like you're like constantly tensing. Like you're tense, but you can't do anything to let that go because it's no longer your body. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what was happening to me. I've felt anxiety a lot in my life, but I've never been attacked by it. Yeah. So I didn't know what was going on. I started breathing rapidly. I was like hyperventilating. I felt like I wasn't getting enough oxygen in my body. My body was like fighting against that. I guess the the, the body's natural reaction to sensing like a loss of oxygen is to fall unconscious so mm-hmm. that you can like restore breathing, I suppose. But I started feeling nauseous and I did almost lose consciousness driving on the freeway uh, between multiple lanes, cars all around me. I thought, my first thought was like, okay, if I can just like fight it back, I can make it to my destination, just kind of relax. But it just kind of kept getting worse and worse. And the numbing sensation was, had overwhelmed my entire body. I almost couldn't see straight Mm -hmm. and I almost passed the fuck out so I pulled over as soon as I could and I turned on the emergency lights and that was its own struggle because my hands were closed Mm -hmm. into fists how long did you like because you said that you started feeling all these things like I think it was about the course of maybe three to four minutes Mm, okay from the beginning to when it was so bad that I knew I couldn't drive anymore or else I would have crashed and killed someone or myself yeah. or hurt someone or myself. Mm-hmm. So in that short time, short amount of time, I pulled over to the side. I, with my fists, my hands as fists because I couldn't do anything different. They were like closed up against my chest too, like this. And so I like reached down in my seat and with my knuckle, I turned on the emergency lights and with my knuckle, I pressed the button on the side of my phone to call to get Siri. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Siri, call the police. Mm-hmm. Please call the police. I was freaking out. Yeah. And so it went through and I just started talking to them. And yeah, that was my first instinct was to just call the police. Mm-hmm. But like, because I didn't, under- I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. My body was no longer mine. Yeah. I couldn't, I had no control over it. My breathing was so shallow. My body was so tight. Everything felt like TV static. I, my vision was blurry. I thought like that was the end, but I needed, I need help. I need someone to help me. And while I was calling the, talking to the police, this tow truck driver pulled up behind me to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is somebody on the side of the highway with their emergency lights on? Let me just see if they need a little bit of help. And I did need help. I need emergency help. And so that man stood by me in that moment of distress. And um, while emergency services were asking me where I was, he told them exactly where I was because he, he knows the city well. So they were able to get to me quickly, I'd say within five minutes. 
there was um, a police interceptor that arrived to the scene as well as an ambulance. And so they checked my vitals, everything was normal, everything was fine, that my heartbeat was higher because I was just in that state of panic as well as my blood pressure because I suppose the same thing. But everything else was fine, my oxygen was normal. I guess because I just like started breathing deeply, like making this big effort to try to. And they were just talking to me, trying to distract me from the fact that I was feeling this way and trying to make conversation. Um, yeah, and I called you. I called you. Yeah, so I was uh, I was in my I was in the office working, and then um, to be honest, I wasn't gonna answer your call because I was like hanging stuff up, and I was like in the corner, like on a chair, and then I saw my phone ringing, and I was like. Oh, it's on my deal. I was like, all right, all right. So I come down and I was like blasting music, just a normal day. And then I answer and then you're like freaking out. Like at first I thought you were like pulling a prank on me or something. Cause you were just like, <sighs> and I was like, yo. And you're just like, Enrique. And I was like, like, are you running or what? And then you're like, and then you like just started like, dude, I was in tears. Yeah, man. I was bawling. And then I got like scared. I don't know what was happening. Cause you gave me like no context until the end. You're like, something happened. It was like, Enrique. I need, it was like, I need and it was like to, literally like help. 15 seconds of just that and I was like what the fuck happened like yeah. um, and then uh, yeah and then you're like I, I'm in the side of the road like I called the ambulance like they're on their way and then I was like where are you and you're like just I'm on the side of, on, I'm, the, I'm on the side of the highway and I was like well where are you and you're like you're like you don't have to come and I was like of course I'm gonna come like send me your location and then uh, and then you had to go because I think the, the ambulance got there so you hung up on me and then I called, like, um, a few of our friends to see, like, if they knew, like, anything about it. Because I was, like, well, what? I was, like, freaking out. Like, for all I know, you were, like you mentioned, about to die or something. Yeah. And um, I was, like, in my office. I had to, like, leave and, like, run to, like, my house to get my car to, like, go meet you. And then, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if you want to go from there, from, like, what happened when the ambulance got there or any of that. I mean, I kind of did. It was more or less, <laughs> you know, by the book. It was just talk to the person that made the call and see if they're okay and mm-hmm. um, he asked me about my medical history I don't have a medical history I don't take any medication and he asked me if I suffer from anxiety I told him that I've never had a professional diagnosis but that I do feel anxiety sometimes but I've just never been I've never felt quite felt this way yeah um, yeah so they they, they, made, they they told me like it was kind of a standard anxiety attack they've seen before and, and everything's normal mm-hmm. from what they could tell by my vitals I didn't have any chest pain nothing was going on like that um yeah yeah it sucked it was awful and it was for a while though cause even when I got there it took me probably like 20 minutes it was, 30 minutes it was to get for there. a whole hour it was like between the hours of like 2 and 3 but like you still you were still a bit like I could I couldn't I didn't feel normal the rest of the day mm-hmm. after it kind of passed I guess I started feeling a bit better but it's just <laughs> open your legs dude and I still had to <laughs> dude it's fine <laughs> okay okay oh my god um yeah I didn't I didn't feel the same the rest of the day I was and then the next day I felt exhausted I was so tired and not only was I tired, I was sore. Like, my arms fucking hurt. I think it was just because of how, like, tense I was for that amount of time. And I just had almost no energy, dude. I felt like I needed to 
be in bed the entire day and that's what I did I just napped and stayed hydrated and try to eat and yeah just take the day to myself dude yeah that was intense yeah and then you said that you kind of felt a bit of it the day after or two days after was it yeah the similar sensation came back a few days later but it was nowhere near as bad mm-hmm. and since I knew what was going on I just kind of pulled over and it went away in like five minutes I haven't felt it since mm-hmm. knock on wood um uh, yeah, I made an appointment with a doctor, and I might see a therapist. Yeah. I think we should talk about that, too. One of the points that the one of the paramedics was trying to make to me, he told me that he goes to therapy, and that I, it's something that I should maybe consider for myself. And he said that he has to, I guess it's, I suppose it's a job requirement, because mm-hmm. I'm sure they see a whole lot yeah. on the job. And so oh, yeah. to, to talk to somebody is, is a good thing to have. Um, he opened opened up about his experience and um, with mental health and getting help for that kind of thing and just being able to express how he feels to somebody who is able to help understand how he feels mm-hmm. um, and recommended something like that to me he said like I, I'm aware of like the stigma around a man getting help he like made this into this like man thing and it's like there's no shame in it is what he was telling me it's like there's no it, there's no shame in crying there's no shame in talking to somebody about having a hard time yeah. which I had, I knew that already mm-hmm. but I mean I appreciated it mm-hmm. I think like something we both mentioned is that like I also agree that it's definitely something that I've always wanted to do and um I, I've wanted to do but like how we mentioned it's like very especially us being students it's very expensive for us to do because like you mentioned it was like it's like 150 or something for an hour yeah and it's like it's like one of those things where I know I should do and I I want to do but it's just like not doable which is like also interesting it sucks I mean I'm sure it's a bit different with insurance plans and hopefully you can make that cost go down but yeah I mean yeah I think it's just important to talk to someone like there is like obviously like you know people you're close with but I still think there's like a level where you kind of like I personally like there's still stuff that I hold back that even I don't talk to my family or like even you mm-hmm. that's just like too personal I guess you would say yeah and it's not a matter that I don't trust them or anything it's just kind of like I just prefer not to share you know yeah and but it's still not something that you want to keep inside you yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah but like I know the moment like you talk about it like it, you feel yeah 100% better yeah even if you don't receive like the answer that you want I guess is mm-hmm. but yeah, it feels good to talk about something finally for once and yeah. just have someone listen to you mm-hmm. and to hear you and to yeah try to understand you. I feel like that's oh, yeah. real important. Especially yeah. when you're, like, in that mindset of, like, kind of, like, go, 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 like, every day and you're, like, on a routine and just, yeah. like, weeks kind of feel like they roll back, just roll over. You just keep yeah. going and going and going and you don't have that time to release it. I mean, this is, like, something I mentioned in other episodes where... This is very, like, it's helped me a lot just kind of, like, sit down and just kind of have a, you know, a heart-to-heart conversation. Hmm. Just like this, just right here, has helped me a lot, too. But it's also something that I was going to talk to you, actually, um, but I never got the chance to. Is like, it's also very mentally draining for me. Because, like, me, myself, I'm the type of person that I don't, I guess I got a little bit from my dad and, like, my family. Where my dad's very serious and he doesn't really talk. Mm-hmm. And so, like it's really like emotionally like I said mentally draining to like kind of like sit down because like we some a lot of the conversations we've had it's like very raw 
and like deep and it's like <laughs> and it's, it's deep and raw yeah it's like it's like kind of hard to like to like be like when i get that message from you yeah. let's record today i'm like yeah let's do it but like being like okay now i gotta put myself in the right mental so state like, to yeah, sit down and, and open up because there's been conversations we had where like after we recorded you're like oh i wish you would have said something else we're like I kind of wanted to, but I just really wasn't, like, there mentally or, like, mm-hmm. prepared to talk about that. Just because, like, you like you know my schedule is insane this past semester and, like, yeah. having a long day and then in the night, like, coming back and not having that time to really, like, recharge and, like, get... Like, right now, like, I feel fine. Like, that's why I'm, like, talking about a bunch of stuff. I'm, like, yeah. like I'm done. I, like, talk about anything right now, but there's times where I'm just kind of, like, you know, it's hard for me to talk about those things. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of the person I am. Like, I just, like, it's hard for me to, like, really open up. And I'm a lot better now. That's kind of something I, I like we mentioned that 2019 was a year of like <laughs> of uh, growing. That's definitely something I I really like One, two, focus three. on is like really like kind of it, like talk, being very um, harsh with myself of like, did I do that correctly? Or like like opening opening up to myself, you know? So not necessarily being harsh with yourself, but being forgiving of yourself. Because um, you shouldn't be harsh with yourself about something. I don't understand what you mean by that. By harsh, I mean like... So um, like you open up about those experiences and then you're honest with yourself? Yeah, that, you that's a better term. On it, being honest with myself. Being honest, okay. Like, um, you know, like being honest with my dreams. Like, if I want to do this, am I doing what I need to do right now every day to reach that? I was like, mm-hmm. no, and that's why I need to step up on this. Yeah, okay. Or like just other mental like things where like, oh, I went through this, <laughs> I went through this trauma as a child. Like, mm. I'm never really like really thought about it over my head it's just kind of there and i know i went through that and that's there you know like things like that yeah and then just like even just like with the conversations we have sometimes where it's just kind of like very raw and it's just like kind of like oh i don't know if i want to talk about that right now you know yeah no i understand completely Mm -hmm. which is a it's important to say because you you could be very close to your family you could be close to your friends but sometimes they just might not fulfill the role of someone that you want to open up to necessarily mm-hmm. i i believe it's good to be vulnerable yeah definitely and to be honest and to be transparent mm-hmm. about a lot of what affects you as a person because even just putting up that facade day after day with every social interaction that's got to be exhausting yeah come on so i like to throughout my life large portion of my life I should say I've been very conscious like (laughs) conscious of my (laughs) I'm just awkwardly moving my legs right now under the table it's just it literally hurts my legs so much it's like a snake slithering that was weird (laughs) okay Okay, I'm sorry continue so I've been real self aware Mm -hmm. of just how I feel yeah that's what that's what self aware means um (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I'm kind of able to talk myself into understanding myself, Mm -hmm. but also that's a bit risky because I can, I tend to get caught in overthought. So I think about this, but then I think about this that contradicts this. And I think about this, that kind of shuts down everything that I thought about before. But then this relates to something else over here that changes this matter. But then this matter depends on this. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, I feel like it could be beneficial to me to ha- to talk to someone who's able to help me compartmentalize my thoughts like put everything in like neat little cubbies and yeah. like just organize myself arrange my mind 
just in a way that like I'm able to maneuver like these thought spaces and come to sound conclusions without stressing myself out mm-hmm. of whether or not I am thinking the right thing or making the right decision or even feeling like I have the right to feel this way. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it'd, it'd be good to... It'd be good to do that for me. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I want to make that effort. Yeah. You know, so once that paycheck rolls yeah. in... It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Talk to someone. Yeah. It's very much like self, self-improvement because that, that's something else I started like in 2019 actually where... Um, like when I was in Europe, I had like a, like an hour commute to go to my school and then come back. So I spent a lot of time on like, I don't want to spend an hour just listening to music. So I started really listening to a lot of audiobooks and a lot of like self-improvement audiobooks. And I think very much it's worth investing in yourself mm-hmm. very much. Cause I mean, it's you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like amazing how much you can learn about like your, yourself and really grow as a person by yourself. And thus, when you mature as a person, you can kind of connect and have more genuine connections with people around yourself. Like you and I recently took a weekend long trip with two other friends that I get. I mean, I think I can comfortably say that they're, they were just kind of like acquaintances slash friends for you. Yes, they were. I was just getting to know one of them and the other. I never quite had the chance to get close to mm-hmm. to become close to. And so it was cool to see him to be able to see him regularly, but I just never felt like any th- connection that was any more than surface. Yeah. And so it was real good for me and for him as well. I hope so. <laughs> just to be able to go out of the state for a weekend and enjoy mm-hmm. ourselves out in nature and in the city and talk to each other more and to make each other yeah. laugh and to bond that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I yeah that we took that trip. I would say like some of those highlights of the trip were like even the places we were at. It was just generally when we were in the car, just talking to the four of us and just having these conversations about just life and whatnot. Yeah. And like a big part was music. <laughs> like we all like yeah. bonded over music. Yeah, music is great. Yeah, music's yeah insane. How you it just like it's such a big part of our lives. I don't think people like you truly stop to realize how big music is in your life. Yeah, when which, which my, is, no, yeah, I can definitely yeah. listen to a song and then just be transported mm-hmm. back to that time of my life that I first heard it, yeah. or the time of my life where that song meant the most to mm-hmm. me. Um, a big example of that would be Frank Ocean's Blonde. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, before we even get into that... We're not going to talk about yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to yeah, talk yeah, about let, music. Let's, let's just a little insight for the next episode. A little spoiler, spoiler alert. You want to talk about it or should I... No, we'll, we'll just start it. We'll just start it off. I think this is a good point to end the, this episode. Just because yeah, my legs are agreed. also asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Be Somebody 2020. We've got big plans for we the do podcast have big plans. coming up. We're going to have our first guest. The third person. Ooh, three. Our first guest. Hopefully not sitting yeah, on the ground because yeah, I swear. Yeah, we're not going to be sitting on the fucking ground anymore. Yeah, no. That's done. That ship is about to sail. We're never going to see it again. This is the I end of the chapter, though. But definitely, let's keep this table. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is my roommate's table, honestly. Like, I don't oh, even know so if it's the, ours. No, we'll take it. We'll take it. It'll oh, be memorabilia <laughs> 10 years down the line. Anyway, we'll have our first guest. He is a good friend of ours. He just released his oh, first... Wait, let's, just, let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it when he is with us talking about himself yeah. and his work. All right, then. Uh, be somebody 2020. Thank you for taking the time to tune in to both of us. 
and take care of yourselves. <laughs> Be safe. Have a great day. Have a great night.